everyone, welcome to this video slash podcast episode. Today I'm here with Heather. She's a multilingual mom, French teacher, and the host of the podcast called The Future is Bilingual. I think she's extremely inspiring, not only for having learned a language like Polish, which is believed to be one of the hardest languages in the world, but also for having decided to raise her children in that language. And so today we'll talk about how she managed to get an advanced level and how you can do the same in this language or any other language out there that you find a little bit difficult. So Heather, welcome. Thank you. And thank you so much for that very kind introduction. It's always nice to hear kind words about yourself. So, Of course. Yeah, you're really inspiring. And I just love to share your story with everyone who is learning a language that's difficult or who is learning Polish in specific. So, yeah. um, And every language is difficult in its own yeah. way. Oh, that's a really good comment. It is yeah. basically even the languages that are really similar to our own language, our native level can be really tricky, right? Oh yeah, I mean, as a French teacher and I also taught Spanish, I just know how hard it is to teach concepts that don't exist, for example, like subjunctive, and even just grasping like the different past tenses, we use them perfectly in English, but it's really hard to grasp that in another language. So yeah, as a teacher and now parent, I definitely can see that all languages have their challenges, so. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's really nice to always hear that, that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to struggle a little bit with a language. It's necessary. Yeah. yeah it's, it's totally necessary. You can't really progress without making a million mistakes. <laughs> I, no. I've made countless, countless mistakes. So I stopped counting. Oh, that's awesome. So I, I already want to hear some Polish. So can you quickly introduce yourself in Polish to everyone? I won't understand, but I know you a little bit now. So I guess I'll... Yeah. Okay. Dzień dobry, tutaj jest rano, więc mówię dzień dobry. Nazywam się Heather, mieszkam w Stanach Zjednoczonych z mężem i mamy dwoje dzieci. Mówimy po polsku w domu i uczę się polskiego już prawie 15 lat. To jest dużo czasu, ale ciągle się uczę. Mówię, że jeszcze nie mówię płynie po polsku, ale no i to jestem ja. Wow, that's so cool. Wow, that's awesome. Um, did you add anything else that I didn't mention in the introduction that you would like to add? Yeah, uh, sure. So I'll, I just said that I'm uh, Heather. I live in the States with my husband. We have two kids. We speak Polish at home. And I've been learning Polish for 15 years, almost. I met my husband almost 15 years ago. Wow. And I don't yet speak it fluently. Uh, that's I say I'm still learning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know if there's time today to go into the the word fluence and fluency because there's a lot of different meanings about it. You have conversational fluency, you have accurate fluency, just, you know, the speed of the language. There's a lot of concepts yeah. about fluency, but um, you, you are managing to talk to your children in Polish to raise them. And yeah, let's just talk more about, about Polish before we start. How do I say, uh, how are you in Polish? Okay, so there's a couple ways. Um, you can say, jak się masz, which is kind of the most well-known and Borat says it. Um, jak się masz, uh, if it's like a, a formal, you would say, jak się pan ma, jak się pani ma, but we have the same, we're the same age, so we wouldn't say that. Uh, jak się macie, if there's more than one person. But to make it you know, easier, there's other slang that you can say that's not specific. So you can just say like, which is like, what's, what is there to hear? What's new? 
mm-hmm. or Yaktam, which is like what's happening over there. Yeah, that's easy. Those are much easier. And informal than Yaktam. Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, and it's much more colloquial. Like nobody really, I mean, people say Yakshimash, but it's like, that's like the book. That's what you learn yeah, exactly. in Polish, Polish class. <laughs> Although I didn't take Polish classes, but. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's really nice. Thank you for sharing that. Next time I'll meet someone from Poland, they'll say Yaktam. <laughs> Yaktam. Yeah, it's very easy. Yaktam. And they would say Dobrze. Dobrze. Perfect. Dobrze. That sounds a little bit like Russian as well, or not? Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities, but there's also a lot of differences. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I can't understand that much. I was hoping it would maybe help me learn another uh, Slavic language, but right now I'm just focused on Polish. I have listened to a little bit of Ukrainian, which is supposed to be closer, mm-hmm. Russian a little bit, but you definitely have, it's a whole other language. It's, you know, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, like, yeah, they're similar, but like mm-hmm. you can't just speak Italian because you speak Spanish. No, no, <laughs> As you know. absolutely yeah. true. Okay. Yeah. So indeed, if you want to learn a Slavic language, then still look at the country and the culture to decide which Slavic language, right? Yes, for sure. Awesome. And actually, that's a good point, because a lot of people, you know, say like, oh, I want to only speak the one with the most speakers. So like Mm -hmm. Russian is very popular Mm -hmm. or, oh, Polish might be easier because it doesn't have the Cyrillic alphabet. So people choose languages for certain reasons. But Mm -hmm. it's a good point that you should really look at the whole you know, the culture, the history, the people, and also knowing someone also helps. You know, I didn't choose to learn Polish. I met my husband and that was my influence to. Yeah, it would have been weird if you had decided to learn Russian to speak Polish with him. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it doesn't work like that. No. So um, I know you speak other languages, but people who are listening might not know that yet. So what is your language story exactly? Okay, and I'll do it very quickly. So uh, my mom is Jewish. I was exposed to Hebrew early on. Wow. Um, but we quit Hebrew school. So like I had like a year mm-hmm. of Hebrew school, but I could read um, like I know what the letters, what sounds they make. My parents actually met in Israel. Um, my dad's not Jewish, though, uh, but we went. I never really got more than I can just say, like, hi, how are you? Um, you know, bon appétit, because uh, we used to just say those little things in the house. Um, so awesome. Hebrew was the first, which is really it's so different. That was exciting to see a different script. Uh, I did French in school, so middle school, which was like 11, um, wanted to do Spanish. My parents discouraged me, like, you you don't speak French fluently, you're going to get them confused. So I didn't do Spanish until college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met some Korean friends in college, so I did a little Korean on my own. I met my husband after the first year, so then I started Polish. Uh, studied varying amounts of um, recently Italian, but also a little Greek, because we took a trip when I was in France. I went to Greece with some friends. What other languages? Uh, I don't even know. Just varying amounts of different languages. Oh, I did Arabic. I'm forgetting. Uh, my last year of college, I started Arabic because they hired a new teacher. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't offered before. And then I studied a year of Arabic in France at the university. Awesome. So, yeah. It's so nice that you were already exposed to other languages as a child, not necessarily speaking them a lot, but like hearing some words, you're open to other cultures and other yeah. concepts so that's that's really nice definitely um now you mentioned that you had already been exposed to some languages but when you heard polish well what did you really think what was your first impression uh it it was very like surprising i guess because i had only studied you know a little bit of korean but mostly i spoke spanish french and english and spanish and french were so similar it was very easy for me to pick up spanish and then polish was just like nothing's the same you know not even to English because 
just for example, the months in French are very similar. You know, there's May, Juin, you know, all the last ones, September, November, and same with Spanish. You know, it's like September, October, you can really see the connection. Definitely. And then I was, you know, just starting with basic Polish. I was like, let me get the days of the week. Let me get months <laughs> and nothing is the same. And, and I was just like- stuck already or not. I felt so lost. I was like, I have to learn new words for everything. There's not going to be any cognates, but of course there are. But yeah, they're, they just use different, you know, Slavic roots to make those things. So like the, the days of the week mean something in Polish, but to a non-Slavic person, that means nothing to me. You know, yeah. I, I now understand it now. I, I'm teaching my son, he's four, almost four, like days, you know, which days of the week are what. And I explained to him, this means, you know, Shroda is the middle from Shrodek. Um, Czwarte is the fourth day. Piątek is the fifth day. So they have these roots that are very logical. First numbers, so it's, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Pięć is five, Piąte is fifth, and Piątek is Friday, the fifth day. They all sounded the same, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they're close. So you can see how they're related. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no. Um, I bet that happens a lot as well when you don't know much about the language yet, and you hear new words. They all sound the same. Oh yes, and Polish is kind of terrible for that because there's opposing words that have one tiny letter difference. Mm -hmm. So for example, the one I like to use is um, przeszłość and przyszłość um, are past and future. Oh, wow. And there's <laughs> just one letter different. And like um, wejść and wejść are to enter and to exit. And like, it's just, yeah, like wejść, wejść. It's almost the same thing. It's almost impossible for me to like hear that meaning. e versus i. Yeah. But it's such a small letter difference for us so yeah it's quite challenging at first yeah. <laughs> like wait do you want me to go in or out like <laughs> exactly exactly that's so confusing now yeah. I mean what did you do at those moments as you already mentioned like the days of the week were already difficult the months were already difficult and there's all these similar sounds and similar words how do you manage that uh well I don't know if my case is the, the best case because like I said it's been almost 15 years mm -hmm. and I did not study very intensely Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe that's good you know I really just picked it up naturally so we have a lot of friends and I would just right. hear them speaking and my um at my then boyfriend's house it was always everything was in Polish mm -hmm. um and I just would start to say like little words you know almost like a kid like one word sentences and his mom was very patient and she would tell me what's in the oh, kitchen that's great. um but like I, I never really studied I didn't study until my fourth year mm -hmm. of learning mm -hmm. learning Polish you know I was just kind of absorbing it naturally wow um so I took a, you know, I took a long time and I, I'm not afraid to speak. So mm -hmm. I like languages, you know, I've studied quite a few and it's kind of a passion. So I would say things and I wasn't afraid to speak, but like, I don't know, I didn't study. I didn't take classes. I didn't read a lot. So now I'm trying to make up for that. I'm trying to read more because I mm -hmm. feel like my vocab is very fixed and limited, like mm -hmm. <laughs> almost like the way an immigrant growing up, you know, you have a really good command of the house and yeah. family family topics but I don't really have good command of like work topics mm -hmm. all those other things that I'm not using per se and now my childhood vocab is great because I have two young kids but <laughs> I feel like I need to broaden my my vocab so I'm trying to read more which is good because now I'm at the level I think it would have been a struggle if I tried to read early on yeah. I, there's graded readers mm -hmm. you know but not that much for Polish it's not like when you're getting materials for French or Spanish and there's a million mm -hmm. resources mm -hmm. so. Well, there's a lot of interesting questions that pop up in my head, but first of all, I think it's really, really nice that you're being open about this and, and that's really inspiring for others because sometimes 
we force ourselves to to say okay you know you have to be perfect after 15 years you have to be perfect you have to have a certain level or you're you're done learning you know there's nothing else you have to learn but even like in english or in, in any other language like people that are not natives are still learning things right and so i'm still learning yeah. i read books and i'm like what's that word and i look it up awesome. and even on instagram one of my friends posted a british saying and I was like, what is that? And she was like, you don't know this? And I was like, no, we don't have this concept. It was like having the 11 o'clock tea time and with a sweet. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't know that, you know, I was like, why can't I understand your English? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. always learning. Yeah, no, same here. Like um, I've been speaking Spanish for the past eight years and I was reading a super complex book about the Indian society in the 20th century and I was like first I was like oh no this is a little bit difficult and then I thought but it's okay it's okay it's not my native language it's okay that even after eight years there's all these technical words I've never heard before so it's all just part of the process and uh, the fact that you're embracing that is really really nice so thank you for sharing that then um, were there some things that were easier than you expected I mean I hope there were yeah. yes no I love this question yes 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 so Surprisingly, um, I didn't struggle much with pronunciation. I know people think Polish is impossible. There's so many yeah. letters, but really pronunciation and spelling, it's just like Spanish, it's phonetic. So oh, awesome. if you learn, you know, I highly suggest if you wanna learn Polish, start by learning all the combinations because C, Z makes CH and everybody, most of us know how to say CH, mm -hmm. um, S, Z then makes SH, so it doesn't, it's not as hard as it looks mm -hmm. once you know what those letters sound like. Um, and there's, you know, there's a couple of different sounds that like in English, we don't have like what well, we have it, like the je, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of that French je. <laughs> we have it, but it's not like we start words with that sound. But I think once you can know what those sounds represent, it's perfectly phonetic. You know, it's, it's almost ridiculous to ask, how do you spell that? Someone just says it slower because it just it's phonetic you know that's awesome um, to hear because indeed of course before um, doing this interview i thought okay let me have just a look at one video in polish and uh, i saw how it was written and i was like oh my god this, this is yeah. so confusing there's so many consonants right after the other and i yeah. mean that must be the hardest thing i thought but now you're saying that that's actually doable so you well, see that very often we come up with you know we just accept what we hear from other people. Like for example, someone mm -hmm. says, oh, you know, Polish is too difficult. The pronunciation is terrible, but actually it's also good to listen to people who have already learned it and they can say, no, no, the pronunciation is fine. You'll be able to get it yes. right. And I think I also maybe did it in the right order because I just listened and spoke and I didn't exactly. worry about writing for, for a while. You know, I could, yeah. I could read things, but I wasn't like trying to read or trying to take in too much mm -hmm. visually. So mm -hmm. I was really just immersing myself. And I've had many of our, we have a big Polish community and many of my friends' parents are like, how do you have such a native accent? And I was like, well, I've only heard Polish people. I've literally only been around native Polish speakers. The first time I heard a non-native was in France four years later, I've heard just only Polish people, you know, so that's, I think that really helps. Um, maybe I have an ear for language, I don't know, but I've had many of them tell me that, you know, wow, you sound better than a lot of Polish Americans, you know, maybe I'm trying harder, I don't know, but. I mean, it's, um, it's probably a mix of everything, but it is true that, 
the more you focus on how it sounds and trying to repeat it instead of how you see it written. I always right. try to combine it, though. I always try to write phonetically how it sounds rather than only just accepting how it's written, because very mm. often those things are different. But, yeah, and different uh, methods work for different people. Like, I don't exactly. like seeing how things are phonetic. I'd rather see the language. I don't like transliterations. Mm -hmm. um, I'd rather just see the, the script. But everybody has their method that works. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to say that's easy is sometimes a Polish sentence is like two words, um, whereas an English sentence would be more words. So I feel like it's very, I don't know, it's just very short and easy to say. Good point, yeah. like, like my son will say like, do domu, like I want to go home, but he only said three words, mm -hmm. do domu. And like, there's no articles. So that's also really easy. You don't have to, I mean, there is still gender, but you don't have to worry about the un, un, le, la, yeah, I'm doing Italian now. There's so many articles. <laughs> and do gosh. those words like that and this and those exist? They exist. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So when you want to specify that man, it's like it's sometimes really short and concise. Um, and it's also very precise. I love that about Polish. There's a word for everything. So a whole sentence could be translated into just one word, wow. which is great. Yeah, they have like a specific word for everything. For so, a lot of concepts, <laughs> for a lot of situations. Yes. I love it, but I hate it because. Then I'm like, oh, this is a different word. Oh gosh, you know, like <laughs> I have to add this prefix or this suffix and it changes and it's a little bit tricky. Yeah, but it's good to hear that there's definitely some easy things about the language as well. So the fact mm -hmm. that it's pretty much phonetic and that um, there are specific words for things so that you just have to know that word and you don't have to say a whole sentence. And that's definitely yeah. good because then you don't have to worry that much about the grammar maybe. Mm -hmm. um, now, Myself, I have experience with my partner, you know, being from the other language. So my husband is Argentinian. And in the process, mm -hmm. he didn't feel like talking to me in Spanish because I had a really low level back then. And it was a little bit frustrating for him after work. Now, I wonder mm -hmm. what your experience was with your husband. Did he help you or did you do it all by yourself, basically? Very similar so he helped me in a lot of ways mm -hmm. but I love grammar I love languages and I would come at him with all these questions especially <laughs> the more I advanced I get the more specific and my, my questions just keep getting more uh, specific and difficult mm -hmm. and he just really doesn't want to explain to me grammatical concepts um, he so. knows what to say but he doesn't know why and mm -hmm. I want to know the reason so I can apply it to all the other situations mm -hmm. you know I have to understand it in my brain um, so yeah, at the beginning he would translate songs and he really helped awesome. just immerse me in Polish and then he would translate what they're saying and we would just listen to these songs and I would pick up things from that, but oh, that's like grammar, no, he didn't want to help no, me. And no. even, even 15 years later, uh, he'll speak to me in English and I'm like, move them like speak to me in Polish, <laughs> especially the, the kids are listening. It was like, you know, we need to Is have a Polsko for the language. Po Polsku is in oh, Polish. Wow. Polski is the, the language. Yeah. But Polish has cases, so it changes depending on the use oh, wow. of it. And yeah, that's one of the hardest parts of Polish, unfortunately. And I, uh, with my friends who are learning and even my natives, you know, we joke about how hard it is to just know what form to use mm -hmm. in which context. And we're still still yeah. struggling with that. So but. for example, the word uh, Polish as in the Polish language, has different words like depending on how you in what context you use it in what sentence you use it 
yeah, so Polski is the, the language. Mm -hmm. uh, po Polsku in Polish, so it changes to a U. Mm -hmm. Polskim, you can add an M at the end. So it just, it has all these different forms. Polskiego, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and, that's that's really difficult. But then, how do you feel when you get it right? When you're like, oh yeah, oh, it feels I great. This. Yeah, yeah. No, it, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Right. It's, it's a great accomplishment. And then when you hear other people, I'm in group chats. When you see other people write it wrong, and I'm like, oh, I know that it's supposed to be this form. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's just being, you know, immersed in it. And the more you hear it, the more you hear the correct one, mm -hmm. the, the easier it becomes. Definitely, definitely. I really like your natural approach for sure. Now, when did the moment that you actually started using it with your children? I mean, you could have just used English, right? Or French, since you're a French teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much from in utero when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So my mm -hmm. husband would speak um, and I was teaching at the time. So every day they would hear, you know, when they're in the utero, they would hear English, Spanish, French and Polish. So I was already uh. saying how they're already absorbing <laughs> these four different sounds. Um, but yeah, pretty much from, from the get go. Uh, I tried to speak a little French with my son and it didn't come as naturally, which totally shocked me because my, my French is advanced. Um, mm -hmm. I did all my studies in, in French and I lived in France, but the difference is I never had little kids in French. You know, I, mm -hmm. I taught English in elementary schools, but we weren't really supposed to speak French with them. And it, mm -hmm. it's just not the same as having your own little kid where you're no. saying, you know, the bib and the bottle and the, the diapers and all you know I don't know all that vocab mm -hmm. um, and luckily we have a lot of friends like I said and they have kids older than mine so I had heard so many conversations that the moms would have with their kids and it was just very natural for me in to Polish. Polish yeah wow. yeah oh, that's it surprised example. me yeah. <laughs> yeah so we just continued with Polish and we said they don't need French there's no French mm -hmm. speakers that's just my passion mm -hmm. um, let's just go with Polish minority language at home that way their mm -hmm. Polish will be very strong and now my son is almost four, my daughter's two and a half, and yeah, Polish is their native language. My son is already starting to correct me. <laughs> it's like- Already, yeah. but how did he yeah. learn that if he talks to you and just through songs or? Well, my husband is also speaking to them. So yeah, yeah. that's why I don't have to worry so much. I'm like, okay, they have these other native speakers, mm -hmm. you know, my other friends, grandparents. Um, but like, for example, I was reading a book and I was kind of like saying the word and I wasn't really sure about the ending like tired reading the book at the end of the night and he he said how it should be because he just remembered the book and I was like yeah. oh, okay thanks <laughs> but sometimes uh, he'll correct my my cases and stuff but I'm like no I don't think you're right and then we ask my husband and sometimes I'm right sometimes he's right because yeah. he's trying to figure out the cases as well um, and then he's helping my daughter with them so like um yeah. you know just like in a, in a lot of languages they have the feminine and the masculine mm -hmm. and when my daughter was really little, she just said everything in the masculine. Mm. Like she would say, I am tired. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, them is minchona. And then yeah. my son would say, yeah, yes, there's minchona. Make it an A, because he would like start to correct her. Um, and you would and learn as well with some small things he would correct. Yeah. Well, usually the things he corrects is stuff I yeah, know, you're, you're already luckily. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just so sweet to see this little like three-year-old correcting his sister. Yeah. And like so now cute. she gets it. And yeah. And they try, they try different endings because like I said, all the words have these cases. So they, they try and put the different endings and I'll be like, okay, it's this one. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's a good thing that you're around kids because you realize that it's okay to make mistakes because as you just mentioned, your younger daughter was making mistakes. And yeah. I mean, I worked in, in England for a bit as well, helping kids with uh, maths and English. 
And they were making a lot of spelling mistakes as well, and, and even grammar mistakes. And I was like, oh, wow, that's what it was to be a kid, right? That's what it was like. Like, yep. we've all learned grammar just by being corrected by our parents or our teachers, exactly. right? So, yeah, it's totally normal. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, it's uh, humbling, though, to see them. They just have no fear. They'll just say whatever. They make all sorts of mistakes. And exactly. I think we all need to embrace that. Like, yeah. it's, okay, it's okay to make mistakes. So do you think that has helped you with like your growth mindset? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learning Polish in general has helped me with my growth mindset <laughs> because it was such a blow to like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is so much harder than French and Spanish. Yeah. Um, Polish, it's a non-negotiable part of my life. You know, That's I chose my, my husband to be my husband and that was just like, okay, this is now going to be a permanent part of my life. And then we decided to have kids and we said, let's raise them in Polish. Mm-hmm. um you know basically he would have probably spoken polish or a mix and you know i was like no this this is important because they're going to speak english and i would kind of regretted not speaking another language growing up my mom speaks hebrew and my dad speaks afrikaans because he's mm-hmm. from south africa oh and africans, they didn't, i love it so yeah nice. but they didn't teach us either um and i kind of just regretted like you have this special thing you have this other language and we just got english so yeah i, I think it's just a wonderful gift and it was kind of a no brainer you know if you have a parent yeah. he grew up in poland till 14 it's just that's going to be the language he speaks to the kids yeah absolutely well awesome that, that's that's really nice and um i'm just wondering a little bit more about the polish language like what are some of the words that I have to know. Now I know Yaktam, I know Dobs. What was it? Dobrze. 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 Uh-huh. I know Nie, you just mentioned it, like no, right? So what else do yeah. I need to know? <laughs> uh, well, the other one would be Tak, which is yes. Tak. And I, I almost want to do the, the uh, ASL sign language because that's what we do in my house. Tak, yeah. <laughs> nice, uh, awesome. <laughs> um, I would say you really should know the word proszę. 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 Uh, and that means please here you go, oh, uh, you're welcome, you know, it's kind of a really uh, useful word, mm-hmm. and just a little funny story to let, uh, let people feel uh, that it's okay to make mistakes, so for a long time, I was saying proche, and I said it a little bit higher, like mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's supposed to be sh, there's two sh sounds, and oh. the, the higher one means little pig, and the other one means please and my husband was like stop saying proche it's not proche it's proche so yeah 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 yeah, so make sure it's low proche (laughs) awesome but those are the the fun things of languages as well when you look back you were like oh my god i just said that too so can't believe i said that for a a year and a half or however long it took him to correct me sometimes he wouldn't correct me for like a year Mm -hmm. i also was saying um Boli me, like it hurts me, but it should be boli mnie. And he didn't correct me for like a good year. Yeah. And I was like, now it's ingrained. Like you should have said something earlier. Yeah. Um, so little things for, for partners to correct us. And as we just mentioned before, like you can't expect your partner to teach you the grammar because exactly. they just learn it naturally, uh, nor to correct you every time. So exactly. And they're just happy you're trying, and you know they don't want to make you feel bad but then I'm like well I, I also need these corrections so that I don't think this is correct uh so it's funny but the other word I would say prosha and then uh dziękuję, which is thank you dziękuję. what yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome last but not least the question is what tips do you have for people that are learning 
Polish or that want to learn Polish? So in this one, you could answer in two ways. You could first answer a little bit in English uh, for those that are wanting to start Polish. And then you could answer a little bit in Polish for those that, that just needed motivation boost to keep on going. Okay, so I'll start with the, if anyone, <clears throat> sorry, hasn't learned Polish yet. Um, not to be afraid of the alphabet and the letter combinations because it's not as crazy as it looks. Um, and just, I would start by learning what those letters represent because they all represent a sound. It's not just S, Z, C, Z, you know, it's not <laughs> that hard. It is a little tricky, but you'll get it. Um, and to do lots of listening, uh, don't worry so much about grammar because grammar will come, but you really need to hear a lot, hear enough of it. Um, and also just take an interest, you know, in the culture and the people because it's more than just a language. So if you can, you know, have a teacher or have a friend, you know, what is the reason that you're learning Polish? Most of the time, I'm in a lot of groups and so many of us have a partner that's Polish um, or it's somebody who has like ancestors that are Polish. So we usually already have our reason, um, but kind of, you know, dive into that a little bit. And yeah, there's just so many, there's so many good things with the culture. So you don't want to just ignore that. And it's also, you can't really understand both separately. Eventually you'll have to know what's going on in the culture because it's just part of the language. Absolutely. Yeah. Mam dużo podcastów, których bardzo dużo, bardzo lubię i często słucham, słucham codziennie. To Polski Daily, Real Polish, są też wideo na, na YouTubie, to Easy Polish, mają nawet Super Easy Polish dla początkujących. I co jeszcze powiedziałabym? Też czytaj, bo ja nie czytałam dużo, kiedy uczyłam się i teraz żałuję trochę. So, uh, similar, but I just said uh, to listen to a lot of things, listen to podcasts, and I gave some of my my favorite ones, so uh, Polski Daily, Real Polish, the Easy Polish videos. There are super easy Polish videos even. Wow. <laughs> I guess because people know Polish is hard. Exactly. Um, and to read, because I said I kind of regret not reading earlier. It kind of mm -hmm. took me a long time. And I was, I was busy. I was doing my undergrad, my master's. You know, I have my yeah, excuses. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely, no, but you know, don't be afraid of reading. kind of in touch with the language and... Um... You, you really made it part of your life. As you said, it was a non-negotiable. Exactly. And um, that's really but, nice for anyone who wants Polish to be part of their lives. Right. I just think you can really get stuck in like the vocab you know, you know, the most common words, things like that, and not reach, you know, a higher level. I think that's where a lot of us get stuck at the intermediate, the B, mm -hmm. you know, B1, B2. It's because we don't have that bigger vocab. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. if I started reading earlier, that would have helped me just kind of reach that level mm -hmm. quicker but you know awesome. so if you can if, if you're at the level where you can read if you're in a b a b level you know start reading yeah definitely great tips great tips now if people want more tips from you because i mean you're a multilingual mom so you share a lot about uh how to raise children multilingually also you're a teacher and a language learner so if people want to receive more tips on all these topics where can they find you they can find me on Instagram. So I have a podcast, The Future is Bilingual, which I think you mentioned. And so that's my Instagram handle uh, where I post the most stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, listen to the podcast if you want to hear more, um, mostly in English, but I just published my first polyglot interview and number uh, part two with the same guest is coming out. And uh, he speaks in a lot of different languages at the beginning awesome. of that one. 
So it's got a little bit of different languages. Usually guests will teach us a word or phrase at the end, mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, it's, it's interviews in English. Great. So I've already forgotten the word for thank you. I know it was something with tak, tak. Uh, tak is yes. Oh, sorry. So, no, but in Swedish or something, isn't tak thank you? I don't know. It might so one be. of those. I, I haven't learned it yet. <laughs> but yeah. what was thank you again in Polish? Dziękuję. Ah, dziękuję. A ja też serdecznie dziękuję za Thank you for this, this chance to talk yes, with you. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for taking your time and for sharing your beautiful language story. I hope that everyone feels motivated to learn languages just like Heather has done and to really embrace the process and to just throw away those expectations you might have like oh I need to already have this level because I've been learning it for so long or I need this or I need that or my partner needs to do this or that no let's just relax and enjoy the language journey just like Heather is doing with overcoming the challenges that this language has Mm -hmm. And also enjoy it's a lifetime process parts and the fun parts. Definitely. It's, yeah, it, once it's, you embrace that, you have the time. <laughs> oh, and I meant to say, don't look at grammar charts um, because there's a lot of, like I said, all the cases. Mm -hmm. um, so there's all these famous grammar charts of Polish mm -hmm. and it scares mm -hmm. so many people. Yeah. And I would say once you're at a certain level, those make sense. But if you're beginning, do not look at those charts because you're just going to get overwhelmed at all the different ways you can say the word two, you know, the number two. Um, you don't need no. that right now. If no. you say the one, if you just say one version, people will understand you. Um, and that's really the most important is just to communicate. And then you'll, you know, refine your language over time. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know all 20 forms or whatever there is. Oh my God, <laughs> that sounds scary indeed. So this exactly. is a perfect last tip, honestly, because in any language, we, we see the grammar and we see all of that and we, we get scared, but just yeah. immerse yourself with the language, get used to not understanding everything, accept that and just uh, take it easy. Thank you so yeah. much, Heather, for your time. I hope you liked this episode all about what it's like to learn a difficult language. And in case you are already learning a difficult language and you'd like to have some help, feel free to reach out to me in a language coaching session. We could look at what we can do in order to overcome the obstacles you're facing and to really feel comfortable speaking your target language. So I'd love to help you with that. As I mentioned, feel free to reach out to me and ask questions about a session like that. And I'd like to see you in the next episode. Bye bye. Have a good day. Mm -hmm.